welcome everybody to the final third. Uh, I got my great friend uh, Nabai Tesfu here, second guest, second show. Super excited for that. Um, before we get started, I just want to again kind of reiterate, kind of let you guys know what this uh, podcast is about. Um, the final third is uh, a forum for all things uh, soccer, coaching, business related, just anything lifestyle soccer we want to cover um, from cool stories to training techniques to just ideas and philosophies of what can make the soccer community better here. Um, we love to focus on people from or involved in the area, Montgomery County, Maryland, but uh, we that doesn't limit us. We also love having topics and guests uh nationally and internationally so um with that being said um nabai hey it's great to be here thank you for having me what's good bro chilling man you already know what it is long time man i last, know i know last, last time we were really really chilling chilling was frostburg state on, i know on the couch probably like uh, <laughs> bowery somewhere yeah 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 you yeah. know what i mean and a long time ago yeah dude, ago. yeah it doesn't feel like it though it doesn't feel yeah, like time it. time flies yeah, yeah time for sure. flew for me at frostburg yeah i bet i bet because you were there before i was yeah i, I have a whole time out of there after you guys left yeah man so it's really good to have you on the show man i'm really thank really you, excited uh first of all just kind of introduce yourself yourself you know uh you know where you're from your history where you were born even because i know i love the international field all that stuff um where you played and things like that all right um like uh like you already said um on dubai um uh my parents are from eritrea um i was born here in washington dc um i actually ended up moving to dc i mean moving to bethesda mm -hmm. after um living in silver spring for some time mm -hmm. um so most of the time when i played soccer it was it was through bethesda yeah um teams that i played for like real maryland mm -hmm. um walter johns in high school frostburg state um i never played for the greatest club teams um in all honesty you know that wasn't really something that my parents could afford yeah um so that's why I played, you know, as hard as I could when I played for school. So mm -hmm. for Walter Johnson and Frostburg, those were two big um, mm -hmm. playing days that uh, I really look back on fondly. Um, so just before you go for it, it's funny you say you're from Eritrea. That's yeah, 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 Eritrea. No, it's funny. So yesterday at my soccer game, um, the boys played after us. Right. And there was one kid on the team. And like right before the game, apparently there was some altercation between him and the coach, like uh -huh. one of the assistants. And like he got kicked off, wasn't even allowed to play. No way. So like he's cool with, with me and my coaching staff too. So right. he comes up to us. It's like, coach, like I just got a vent. I got to talk to him. I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? Like, yeah. why aren't you on the field? He's like, man, they're threatening to kick me off the team because I got into it with one of the coaches. Like, yeah. We, like, I, like, I like threatened to punch him or something. I was like, <laughs> Why do you do something so yeah. stupid? So he goes on to say that they were all like joking around. Yeah. And like one of the coach kept saying he was Ethiopian. Uh, and he was like, bro, I am not Ethiopian. Yeah, yeah, he kept yeah, saying, yeah. bro, it's the same thing. Eritrea, Ethiopia, right, right, Somalia. Right. And he's like, it's not the same. So he got really, really, really like Angry. heated about right. it. And like threatened to punch the coach. Right. Like, so um, I don't really know what the thing is with... with Utrecht, yeah, 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 like guys like East Africa, yeah, that whole like corner. So what's up um, with that, man? So there's been tension and conflict between Eritrea and Ethiopia okay. um, due to war, mm -hmm. um, and so that you know that that those feelings have carried over um, to the next generation. Yeah, because um, you know even the, I wasn't you know born in Eritrea, but you know my parents raised me as Eritreans. You mm -hmm. know culture, um, my religion, um, my ethnicity. So like. Uh, there was a lot of emphasis on that. And so, you know, my father always used to tell me, he would say, uh, you know, there's this word people use called, it's the word Habesha, which Habesha. is what people use to refer to Ethiopians and Eritreans. Uh -huh. um, and we'll use it within ourselves too. You know, uh -huh. we'll say, are you Habesha? Um, 
my father never liked that. He would always say, you know, you're either Eritrean or Ethiopian. One or the other. Yeah, which, you know, I can understand. I 100% see where that view comes from. You know, there's there's a lot of pain that that, that our families have gone through over the years on both sides. All right. Um, so I definitely understand what he's going through. Yeah, you man. know, it, it, it wouldn't trigger me as, as much. Mm-hmm. I can understand if somebody's, you know, definitely peckering at you and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, trying yeah. to get get a reaction. You can see that. But, you know, I get that all the time. A lot of people come to me for the first time. They'll be like, oh, or like, are you Ethiopian? I mean, or, or they'll talk to me in Amharic, which is like um, their national language. Yeah. And I'll just I'll be like, I'm sorry, I'm Eritrean. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I speak to Grinya, mm-hmm. which is Eritrea's language or one of the few languages that we have. Um, so... You know, I never took it like that way, but I can see where he's coming from yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting debate. A lot of people are definitely paying attention to that. Yeah, you know, they realize, um, you know, people like to be separated. One of those. Yeah, and it's not like a personal thing. It's just you know, we are. You know, every country is different. You yeah, know, you can't you can't say Japan is the same as China. You I know, agree. that's just that's not true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there's definitely a distinction there that some people just don't that's, recognize. That's that's crazy. I just I wanted to do more research on it to really find right. out why because he was like the history there is so bad and I just hate it. Yeah. you know what I mean. So it's, I was it's like, really deep. It really, it, like it really runs deep. Like you know, okay. they were in war for a long time and then that war was brutal. You know, a lot of people died. Oh man. Um, yeah, and you know they just they just um, made peace. Okay. Eritrea and Ethiopia. That's good. Um, yeah, yeah, government-wise. So, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, they were saying they opened up phone lines that haven't been Over accessed. Yeah, they haven't been... That's um, That have been blocked off since the 80s or, or yeah. 90s, I believe. Um, so, it's been a long time. That's good. It's been a long time, yeah. So, speaking of soccer, um, Ethiopia is becoming a lot better at soccer. You know what's crazy? You know what's weird? It's like... Every Ethiopian that I've played, Ethiopian or Eritrea, if I sorry if I made that yeah. mistake again, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Um, but people from that East Africa, but usually the Ethiopians or the Eritreans are the right. ones that I'm most common with. They're all like super, super, super technical soccer players. Right. Like super technical. When it comes to the physicality and the tactical part, it's like I don't know. right. We made like a little bit, yeah. But what? Why do you think that is? I've um, always wondered, like, why and why does everybody from there like Arsenal? That's my like Arsenal. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I can't say anything about Arsenal. Um, uh, honestly, I, I can't tell you about that. Maybe it's Gideon. You know what I it's mean? Gideon, so, right? I, 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 I want to hit on Gideon no, later I'm on. I'm sure too. a lot of I'm sure a lot of people um, look up to him. You know, mm-hmm. um, him being at the highest level. Yeah. Uh, but you know, uh, <laughs> in terms of technicality, I just think we just always played. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, me growing up, I I didn't play on a on um on an organized team until I was seventh grade. Yeah. So, you know, all that time that I'm spending up until then is basically me, you know, playing with my friends after school, literally dropping my bag mm-hmm. and playing between, you know, offenses a goal. Right. Um, so, and you know, a lot of times since you didn't have a lot of numbers, it's not like you're playing 11 v 11. So that, that stuff's not tactical. It's more of every man for themselves. Right. So like, you know, when people would play World Cup, it'd be like every man for themselves. All of a sudden it's you versus five people. Mm-hmm. How are you going to get by them? You got to dribble. That's true. Um, so, you know, that's really what gets you technically um, and explains kind of, I think, why, you know, tactically sometimes we lack, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, if you're not, if you're not on a team with a good coach who's able to point you in the right direction early on, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to figure those things out for yourself. Right. You know, I know for myself, I realized how much I was lacking tactically until I started playing for Walter Johnson. Yeah. Um, and, you know, playing under Williams, you know, the first time he ever yelled at me for a mistake that I did, I didn't even realize what my mistake was because I just didn't realize my position on the wrong. field was yeah. wrong. Yeah. You know? um, don't know what you don't know. Right. Yeah. So, so then that's, you know, that's when I realized I, I got to pick some stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think, I think that kind of explains um, tactically why, why we may lack a little bit sometimes, you yeah. know, we're not always on the best teams. I think it's getting better. 
um, I think our parents are getting more loose, mm-hmm. um, especially, you know, our, our parents, our generation, our emphasis is always sports. It's always school. Um, so my parents always want me to focus on school yeah. rather than soccer. So the feeling is if I put him on a good team, if, if he's constantly playing soccer, when's he going to have time for school? That's true. Um, I think that's overall African yeah, mentality, mindset. right? Which I, you know, you can't blame them. They came from nothing. That's um, true. Education is what got them to where that's, they were. So they that's why we're here. Right. You know what I school. mean? It's exactly yeah. why we're here. Um, so, you know, I think, I think that's why technically, you know, one V one speed, mm-hmm. we're great at that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there's the physicality, which I think that's just, you know, where we come from, I think. Yeah. Um, that's just our, our, the way, the way we're built. The way we are, I yeah. think, I think it just takes us a little bit more time to physically, um, get to that next level mm-hmm. in comparison to other kids and, and other, and other people who play, who maybe develop their physicalities early Yeah, and you know, they're, they develop their muscle mass and, Compared, and their like strength. West, West and their Africans. Growth. Right. Like West There's Africans. The, and difference. that's why you find them. They're somewhat, and I, you know, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I think West Africans rely less on their technical ability and tactical ability because they have so much of a physical presence. I agree. Whereas, you know, people from East Africa rely solely on their technicality because that physical part isn't as developed you right. know what i mean and um and even so like i think the regions of soccer you can see why they're good at what they are for sure because of the culture of right. how they're you know physically built a lot mm-hmm. and um and also with the development so speaking of development um let's talk about your uh your your real madrid your your real real madrid, <laughs> real madrid i wish man. I <laughs> your wish. real maryland playing days right well, real maryland yeah Jeez. so i mean real maryland in maryland at one point was pretty good they were big um i think a decent amount of people knew about them yeah you know they had a good amount of clubs going mm-hmm. for sure and they also, they also had a pdl team yeah they did development right which, which right was, they were they were kind of okay they were they were doing pretty good at one point I right think. and then they were they always participate in the super Y league too mm-hmm. like in the summer mm-hmm. so they would always get good kids to play in their leagues then too so one thing i i, I uh, know about the development of maryland is coming up when i was growing up all the youth clubs here were like prominent in the nation they were one of the best from the bethesda's the right. potomac's and, you know even real maryland yeah. was like super Y and stuff like that they were the ones winning all these cups and all these trophies and going down to Disney Cup and showcases and just you know taking the whole thing by storm right um, what about uh, the development here in Maryland would you say um, made the team so good uh, now with that being said I feel like that has dropped off significantly right I think uh, coming back into the area and playing again I realize and also coaching again I realize the level isn't the same as it was when we were growing up I think uh, other states and other regions have kind of taken over that like we're producing top level soccer players we're doing the most for development such as like new york i think is one of the prominent ones jersey um cali and florida i think those ones are producing a lot and now texas a lot of texas which is that feed from the mexican from from you know people from mexico and right stuff. but these are the states now that i'm seeing that are really really big and maryland is kind of like falling off okay um so what about the tech the the, the development when you were growing up did, did you like the most did you think got you to play got you to get you know money to um, go to Frostburg right, and stuff right. like that um, definitely the, the players that I had around me on mm-hmm. my team and and the coaches I had you know um, you know I told you how I didn't necessarily play for the best club teams right. but I was fortunate enough to have run into some very very good coaches coaches who had played professionally coaches who mm-hmm. you know took their coaching very seriously um you know that's that's where I think my mentality comes from now yeah. is, is from those coaches and the players I get I played against. You know, um, you know I'm humble enough to know that 
I wasn't always the best team. I mean, I was the best player best on every team, team that I yeah. played. Um, so there were always players that I could look up to, players that would challenge me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Real Maryland, uh, I'd say it's just the frequency of how much you play. Um, uh, I think, you know, having multiple practices a week, mm-hmm. what I think was big back then, mm-hmm. um, really helps the development of a player. Yeah. And then when you have a great coach on top of that, um, you know, it, it can only get any better. Right. Um, so, you know, I can't, I can't speak compared to other states. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't really seen development in other states yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're a lot, you know, you, you've yeah. seen that because you're, well, you're can, recruiting and you're coaching and, yeah. and playing in different areas. So, yeah. so I think it allows you to, to kind of see and compare um, compared stuff. to this day. Yeah. But you know, in terms of here in Maryland, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's dropping off or not. Like I said, I can't, I can't really tell you that. But well, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I think it's dropping off. You're seeing teams like, uh, like Bethesda, they're right. barely making it to, you know, sh- championships anymore. I wasn't they're, aware. Yeah, dude, it's it's pretty, you know. And me and the coaching scene too. I'm 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 looking at it and I'm seeing this stuff. You're seeing leagues like back in the day. You know, NCSL was the prominent league to right. play in Region One scratch all that they're yeah, all you're falling right. off you right. know what I mean and um, one thing that I can say here's my philosophy on what's going on um, I think soccer is a very expensive sport to play um, okay yeah yeah if you want to play at the highest at, yeah. at, at the highest level that yeah. you can't play yeah 100% if you want to play at the highest level if you want to get proper development if you want to play on like the good teams that you're saying good it's, coaches, it's expensive good, good players coaches. it's super expensive right. in the United States and you find like you know Maryland Montgomery County um, at one point Montgomery County was like the second richest county in the United States yeah I believe that you know what I mean yeah. so of course that supplemental you know that that that, um, that 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 money that disposable income that the parents have can also funnel into paying for their kids to go play at Bethesda and also developing that program to be what it is. You right. know what I mean? The booster clubs, all these, you know, people that are pouring money into these clubs and academies, that's what makes them so good. That's what gets the best coaches, the best right. facilities, and hence the best development and teams, right? Um, and also now, so New York has always been good because, again, there's lots of money in New York. Yeah. Jersey, those are those Wall Street guys who kind of live out there. You know, Cali, Florida. But now, all of a sudden, you're seeing this, uh, this change in dynamics in Maryland where they're falling off. Um, my theory to why they're falling off, not necessarily because of the money, but I also think it's because people are starting to be aware that, A, like, I don't need to play at a giant big club, you know what I mean, to, That's true. to be good. So right. now there's, this, there's all these little, 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 little clubs that are popping up, and they're taken away from this bigger club, so yeah, now they're yeah. seeing, you know, uh, faltering. I didn't in their, know that. Yeah. But that's yeah. a good mentality. I, I actually you know? like that. Yeah. I think I think it's better people recognize that because, it, you know, it stops you from the mentality of thinking, you know, if I'm not on this team, mm-hmm. how am I going to get to that D1 scholarship? scholarship. How, how am I going to get to that next level right. when, you know, I, I don't believe you do have to play on the best teams, you know? If, mm-hmm. if you know, of course you need to play with teammates to develop at, at a certain point, but, you know, if you're out there touching the ball every day and you're, and you're putting your work in and you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's no reason for are you not to be able to reach that next level. Exactly. And um, one of the things which I saw in New York, I, I played in New York for, for, for a while for Brooklyn Italians. Right. Um, and uh, uh, well, I went up there and trained with them for a while and played for them. My boy Yannick, who was on the show before, played for them. Um, and so I got to be up there for months at a time, training with them, going and doing the, seeing the, how the development is. So, so being with Yannick, watching his coaching. Right. New York and Jersey, there's not a lot of space for soccer, right? So you end up putting kids in like smaller arenas, smaller, you know, spaces to train in. Ah. And, um, and Pep Guardiola just had an interview the other day and he was talking about, and they were asking like, hey, what makes players 
players like really really good and he's like the best players are players that can make um quick decisions in a small amount of time i agree and he's like okay well yeah that's pretty obvious yeah. but how do you get to that and he was like well from my experience the, the the what i've seen to be the most common thing in all the great players all the good players is they play in small spaces okay you know smaller spaces allow you to have shorter time to make decisions you know and also smaller space to be you know for your accuracy so you're forced to be super super accurate and to right. make really really quick decisions in a short amount of time shout out that develops you know the brazilians all that that's, that's what, what it is good, you know what i mean yeah so um so and i think that's something which new york has taken a good hold of okay you know i don't know if they did it by like you know that's by what that's, that's what yeah. we want to do right but i think by default they had to go that route okay and um jersey of course and now i'm starting to see that a little bit in maryland and i'm hoping it'll pick up you know i'm starting to see smaller facilities like these popping up right. and i think these small facilities uh i like to call them bodega facilities <laughs> right or the ones that are going to make those highly technical players right really really smart thinkers that can make decisions really really quick now the question is how do we get them how do we get light shown on them because all these big clubs not only are they falling off but they're also they like the money to play at these big clubs you know what i mean so they're forced to play with smaller clubs where like you said before your development was good because the players around you in your club were all good right the coaches were all good but now these players are forced to play for smaller clubs even though they're they're good they're technically right. good they're technically their development is good but this clubs that they're playing for are smaller so not as good coaching not as good environment with players and stuff to play in um so my question is how do you propose we make that better how, how would you think <sighs> That's tough. That's a tough that's question. That's tough right? because that's on a large scale. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you got to start somewhere. Yeah. I, I don't even. So one of the one of the things which um, I propose in making that better is. Um, yeah. Let, let me hear what you got. Right. I got a bunch <laughs> of ideas in my head. So one of my, my things were, first of all, um, we think about the structure at which, you know, um, these leagues are charging for fees and things like that. I think if we bring those costs down, that automatically puts other teams and their monetary capacity, the, mon- the, the space to give out scholarships. You know what I mean? If you're not having to pay three grand for a tournament right. and you bring that down to like, you know, 1500 you have $1,500 to pay for one kid to have a whole season of soccer. Right. You know what I mean? Or you have $1,500 to pay for a coach to come in and do a couple of sessions that might change that kid's life forever. Like you said, it wasn't until when you got to, um, where are you saying? Real Maryland right. or, or Walter Johnson, right. where they're like, uh, whoa, as a winger, when your right back has the ball, you're supposed to be on the touchline. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Just that one little thing might change your game completely. Right. Some of these kids go years and years and years without knowing. Right. So I think you take that away, you have the ability to give a coach $1,500 to come in and say right. thing, stuff like that. That's one thing. I think leagues need to lower their fees. Yeah. Because, um, another thing that I think is competition. Um, which is why I like how the smaller, smaller clubs are coming up. If smaller clubs are coming up and they're offering, you know, well, less less fees for for players to play, things like that, then those big clubs, guess what? They have no choice but to adjust. Lower their, everybody's yeah. going to be leaving and going to the smaller. It's cheaper, right? You know what I mean? It's cheaper. But not only that, the smaller clubs are starting to win little by little. One of them is again not to toot this own horn, 
of a world-class premiere. It's one of those clubs that you can see right. growing right. and winning. Right. And they're keeping their calls cheap. And, right. um, you know, you're, you're starting to, if, believe it or not, you're, you're starting to coach for world-class I am, premiere. I am, I am. I'm fortunate um, to. Yeah? How, how, how is that, first of um, all? And let's see if we can tie that in with my idea of making soccer better here. I mean, I'm going to answer what you said first yeah. um, about my idea. So, my idea actually is, you know, when you start with a small club, you know, you're not, you're not exactly reaping the benefits from the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, as a coach especially. Um, and especially if you want to go about those, those low costs that you talked about, you know, you're definitely not reaping the benefits. Yep. Um, so, that's where it comes, uh, I believe, like the sacrifice. So, if, if you look at any great program, um, whether it's collegiate or not, um, players who come through a system and they are successful, mm-hmm. then when they get to that, you know, that level, they look back and they appreciate where they came from. And, you know, if you look at like, uh, you know, colleges and high schools and places where other where people play for other sports, right. they'll always, you know, recognize that. And other people recognize it too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you came from here. Mm-hmm. This is who That's made you. True. And so therefore there's attention on you now. Mm-hmm. And with that attention, of course, will come more money. More players will come your way. Um, you know, if you have successful players that happen to be making a lot of money later on in the future, mm-hmm. um, that's where things like donations come in mm-hmm. and charity um, and people looking out for you because yeah. you looked out for them. Yeah. Um, and which is, you know, how I believe this world is, you know, That's you, true. you get what you receive. So, That's true. you know, if, if you're really just all about the money, if you, you're coaching these kids and, and you're trying to get the most that you can out of them money wise, and then you say, good luck, mm-hmm. however else everything goes, um, you know, it's, you're not really doing a service to them. That's you very know, true. At the, at the end of the day, it's really about them. You know, you're, we're talking about how we change, you know, this culture as a whole. Yeah. And I just believe that's going to take a lot of sacrifice, you know. Um, but, you know, going that's, on. That's really true. Yeah. Man. You know, that, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's just the way I feel. Nah, because, if, you know, that's, that's the way I look at, you know, anything that's been successful. If, if you're a program, so you had to have people before that mm-hmm. who that program made to make them that good. You know, so let me ask you this. I noticed, and you played for Walter Johnson too. Right. Well. Walter Johnson has a lot of success. Great at the experience. High school level. I'm so fortunate. Um, one of the things that stands out about Walter every time I think about Walter Johnson, uh, you know, I have Gideon. Right. You know what I mean? So that kind of ties into what you're saying. If they have somebody we can, yo, Gideon was one of our players. Right. Ends up signing, you know, a big time contract with Arsenal right. and blah and so forth. And so, you know, then you get a fluctuation of kids who like, I want to go to Walter Johnson. You know I don't want to play into this coach. And now he's getting the best players. Um, is, is that kind of like what, what you're talking about there? Right. So like, so like somewhat like that in a way, you know, um, because there, there's other players too who have come through Walter Johnson and have done phenomenally well yeah. and gone to the next level. Right. And, you know, Jeremy's playing with, with the Timbers now. Oh yeah, and he's killing it. He scored a goal the other day actually. Right. Um, so, and you know, they're they're the type of people they know where they came from. Mm-hmm. You know, they know what coach made them who and who they played with to make them who they are. And you know, I'm I'm sure one day or another, or maybe maybe they don't, maybe they do. You know, I can't speak for them exactly, but right. I'm sure they show appreciation. You know, that's true. Um, they show love. Uh, you know, I actually saw our high school coach went to Jeremy's game the other day. Oh with yeah, the, yeah, with the, with a bunch of other yeah, with a bunch of friends. Um, so you know, it's, it's, still, it's yeah, it is. You know what it's I mean? It's a it's a close community. We're all aware of each other's success, mm-hmm. and and we all just wish that it only gets better. Yeah. Um, so that that kind of just ties into my point. You know, you you make a couple of sacrifices, and at the end of the day, you mm-hmm. know, you're looking at something that's way more than any paycheck you could possibly that's you know true. check. 
That's true. So hold on, hold on on the on the um on the coaching part because I want to get to that where we're talking about your future. Okay. I kind of like talking about the present. Um, and Walter Johnson, and also you just got done at Frost Frostburg. You really just graduated this summer. Um, I think um we were both lucky enough to meet each other there. Um, met a lot of really good players there too as well. Uh, like Pablo, who's also another guy from yeah, Walter yeah, Johnson. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He like, was from Walter Johnson. You know, scoring a lot of goals. Right. At, at Frost Frostburg, one of the most prominent players I think in that program. Right. Um, you know, so how was it playing at Frostburg? So now we're past your development stage. Now right. you're at the everything you've worked for. Right. You know, it's like, you you know, development is done. Now, right. now it's time for to just, produce. To just work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So how was it at Frostburg? Um, how was it for you? It was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, there were some times where I didn't think um, when I first got there as a team, we had the right mentality necessarily. Yeah. Um, you know, Coming, coming, coming from Walter Johnson, you know, we were so used to winning. Yeah, you know, I maybe lost like what five, six games, including playoffs, mm-hmm. in like three years. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Frostburg, you know, we we lost a little bit more, and, and I and I could sense it from the beginning, you know, and and to me, not winning, you know, makes me mad. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, and it's not like a personal or anything. It's just no, I don't it's, like to lose. I like to I like winning. To be good. Is, it's a mentality. You know, it's um, a mindset. I think right. It is. It is a mindset. Mm-hmm. So you know, coming to Frostburg, I don't. I don't think we necessarily had that mindset at first. Um, but you know, especially after you guys left, mm-hmm. I think you know the younger guys. We took it upon ourselves to to take a hold of recruiting and to make sure that we were getting players that we wanted here. You know, mm-hmm. put more effort into it, mm-hmm. um, which I think we got to. You know, especially you know my junior class. I think was our peak. Mm-hmm. Um, we had phenomenal players. We were looking real good. How'd you guys do that year? Uh, we did well, actually. I think we came like third or fourth in our conference. Nice. Um, but there was this huge problem where we had a player that had that got two red cards at one point in the yeah. season. So like he accumulated them. So after he got the second red, never sat out two games because there was oh. a rule change where you had to sit out two games if you oh, sat wow. out two if you got two red cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So. We didn't, we like our coach wasn't aware of that rule. Uh, that's like a Rafa Benitez mistake. <laughs> oh, like, like when the Real Madrid, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. like because they took him out, right? Yeah, like right after they yeah. realized he wasn't supposed to be on. That's Jeez, hilarious. So, so <laughs> we didn't what get did that, that opportunity. Guys, oh, it cost us playoffs. We didn't go to playoffs. Really? It wasn't even. Oh, it was by like was forfeited games or like. Oh, that's what happened. They were just they like, forfeited. you guys aren't going to. So playoffs. like, what happened was. He was supposed to sit out for two games. He sat out for one. Thing is, suspension was over, and then. Uh, was a part of the next like three games, I believe. The next, yeah, three games. Yeah, and they were big games. They were all conference games, uh, and we had either won or tied. So I think we had like two wins and a tie or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, all of that wiped off the board. Forfeit. So that takes all you guys them out of so, position. Yeah. So basically, you know, I don't. Th- I think it was like St. Mary's or someone, somebody who didn't deserve to be there, ended right. up being in the playoffs. It's the same, but I um, hear St. Mary's like good now. I really think they have a great. Uh, Structure. I think they have like they have the good idea. You yeah. know, they they like to play possession. They like playing the ball. They have really dynamic midfielders. Um, it, they definitely they they were a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, I think just getting getting players that are at the next level will take them to that CNU, um, yeah, which is where I, I think is really the yeah. the epitome. Of right. Like that, yeah. Like that's what that that's what you're looking up to. You Division know? three. Right. Essentially. You know what I mean? They're they're CNU was uh, easily the best thing I played. Yeah. Um, Trust while me, playing at Frostburg, Trust me, <laughs> those guys were great. Um, you know, I give respect. I respect is due. Yeah. Even though I always wanted to be, yeah, wasn't yeah. a fan. Um, but. 
Fosberg, I learned a lot. You know, I learned how you work with adversity. Mm-hmm. I learned, you know, how you guys, you got to keep yourself in check when, when it's more about the team and not necessarily yourself. And maybe not everybody else understands that, mm-hmm. um, you know, you have to be a leader. That's the way I felt sometimes, you know, um, then there were some people who just would be so frustrated with how things were going and, and how, and how things were being played out sometimes, you know, didn't really take the time to understand you know it's it's a collective thing it's right. with all of us and, and we're all going through this together and you know if we stay strong together we can always get to that conference title which you know was basically our goal right um i think we made it very evident during the time that we we're there anybody that was there we're here because we're trying to win a conference championship you know unfortunately we didn't get to do that mm-hmm. um but i think we made we made tremendous efforts you know i, I feel like i gave everything i got personally right. Um, I don't think there was a whole lot more I could have really done mm-hmm. to get us to our goal. Um, but it's good, man. My brother just transferred there. So, oh, he just transferred? Yeah, so, so I'm still keeping up. Yeah, I remember. Frost yeah. going to be my life for a couple more years. And he's playing, right? He's playing. I remember he was good when, yeah. when you were there. When I was there, we were talking about him. He was right. still kind of in high school and still coming into himself. But he's yeah. all. He was yeah, top, yeah. He's playing for like DC at okay. the time, like yeah. their academy team. So now he's at CK. He's yeah, doing fr- something over there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he transferred a couple of times. Um, he, he started off playing D1. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or actually, no, he, had, he started off playing like Juco, mm-hmm. and then went D2. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, he went, he came to Frostburg. Frostburg. Yeah, and so. Frostburg's also, I was with the coach yesterday at, at my game, and he was recruiting some of the guys. And um, he, the, Frostburg is going to Division Two. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, yeah, I heard about yeah, that. It's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I can't even imagine what that would be like, because, I mean, all I know is the CAC. Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean? and, and that's a really competitive conference. People, it, I think people underestimate that CAC Division Three because – in that uh, conference alone, you have teams that I think could compete with D1 schools. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the top half of D1 schools, at least the middle half pack of D1 schools that can easily compete, easily beat. You know, when you're talking about teams like Salisbury, Christopher Newport, York, Frostburg, those four teams alone, I think, right. could, you know, compete at a high level. Um, so, so that conference, yes, it's definitely, it stands out and it's definitely yeah. going to be missed. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if, if they're at competition that keeps them at that same level, you know what I mean? I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, mm. it's, I'm sure it's, it's going to be exciting moving to a different league. And I'm sure right. it's not, it's not based entirely around soccer. Yeah. You know, their football program is doing really well now. Yeah, I heard football. Um, so good. I'm sure they play a large part in that. Mm. Um, but hey, who knows? Yeah. But, you know, if, I think, when did they say they're going to start? Like 2019, 2018? I'm not sure. I think next, next, next year. I'm saying. 2019? Yeah, it'll be 19. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, now I'm looking forward to it. Mm. I'll definitely be out there looking. So my last thing with the Frostburg and that part of your life, and, um, you know, I can tell you how it was for me looking at it in hindsight when I graduated. If you could go back, back to your development, you know what I mean? And um, seeing what you ended up with at Frostburg, what you could have been even going playing for like a top division one school, even professionally. Because yeah. um, I know those opportunities came your way. Um, you know, what do you think would be your biggest change that you would have made in your development? And why? In my development, mm-hmm. man, I wouldn't even know where to start. Honestly, there's <laughs> there are a lot. I think I think I did a I think I did a couple of things that you know I did well. You know, I, yeah. yeah, I always did challenge myself. I was always out there playing, mm-hmm. um, always out there getting touches, always out there, you know, making sure I'm trying to get better. Right. Um, in terms of my development, I would say for sure. I think maybe if I wanted to, maybe you know, take it farther than I have now, I think. I wouldn't have gone straight to Frostburg. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had a lot more drive in me 
I think I had I, I was I was ready for for something big. Yeah. Honestly, after after high school, mm. um, you know, especially because I finished off with a great season, and you know, I told my parents I'm not going anywhere unless I play. Right. Um, so you know, Frostburg's really what, it gave me an opportunity. Yeah. Um, but you know, if I had really known what I could do, so maybe even like play JUCO for a year or two, and, um, and then transfer out, which is you're seeing more of a now. lot of people, and I and I respect yeah. that because then people are going away from the ideology of oh I have to go right into a four year school right. as soon as I graduate. Yeah. You know, it's not JUCO is not necessarily looked down upon, mm-hmm. um, or, or transferring mm-hmm. transferring is not looked down upon, mm-hmm. um, which is a great thing. I mean, yeah, like and, I said, yes, yesterday you had UMBC is at our games, scouting players. Maryland was at our games, right. scouting players. That's Penn State was there, so it's definitely a vehicle that not a lot of people you take note of. Right, it's very very effective. Right, so I definitely wish um, maybe I would have taken a step back, even mm-hmm. even take take off a year. You know, it's really not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, I think maybe I could have played at a higher level um, past that, but that'd probably be, be the biggest thing I changed because you know everything up to that. Um, I think I, I did everything I could on my part, right. you know, with the training and, and trying to be on a team and basically doing what I could. Right. Um, but aside from that, it would just be like at the point where it came where I can pick and choose where I want to go mm-hmm. and not necessarily like I can afford this and I live in this district so I play with this high school. Right. It's more like where's my best decision? And I think maybe that would have been Juco for me. Right. Yeah, maybe for a year or two, but... Okay. Who so, knows? It is so what the takeaway from that is for young players that are looking to go to school and stuff, don't yeah. rush into a school. Yeah, don't rush really into it. Really think it through. Really weigh out the options because right. there are a various amount of ways to get to that level right. that you want to without right. just jumping into a. You know, I got to go mean? to a school. I got to sign. A, a, lo- a lot of people, you know, we're in that social media phase where people just like saying, you know, I've committed. I signed. I committed. I, here. I, Signing I'm, day. I'm doing this. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's a. And I can see how that's a big deal for students because I remember how good it felt when mm-hmm. I was that age and I was being told this school wants to play for you this school wants to play for you Mm -hmm. um so i understand that feeling i embrace it too but then it's like what about five years from now four years from now Mm -hmm. um is this program going to take me to the level i want do i want to be in this program to get me to that next level Mm -hmm. um and kind of really knowing where you're going Mm -hmm. before you get there um because you know if you if you kind of just throw yourself in a situation Mm -hmm. and wonder you know i'm just hoping for the best Mm -hmm. you might not necessarily get the best yeah and there could have been a better option out there for you right um but that's probably the biggest thing i would say to young players you know take your time where you go you know you can always evaluate a program without having Mm -hmm. to be a part of it Mm -hmm. you know um i think bigger than that is having the goal the bigger plan this is where right. i want to be right so then you can help it weighing out your options will be easier exactly than, you know pointing the right path will be easier than, right rather than know. just rushing the situation just you know for the for the short time right and uh, everybody thing. else is yeah, committing somewhere like, i gotta yeah, do everyone's something. like oh my god that's crazy he's playing d1 but it's like are you playing right it's you know um, which is essentially what everybody wants. You, you gotta know, play. You, you well, can be sitting on a bench and understand that you know you you're not as good as somebody else, but you want to get to that starting position eventually. Mm-hmm. So that should always you know um, motivate you. So if you can recognize that, I think that's big for young players. Yeah, I agree. So like you just mentioned, where where are you gonna be at five years from yeah, now? When yeah. you're in high school making this decision. So here you are, five years from when you graduate. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about your future. Let's talk about what's next for you. You know, your so your soccer is actually playing right you know, collegiately at least is you know in the past now now you're looking to the future so what things are you doing with soccer nowadays um i still haven't given up on playing futsal mm-hmm. um it's not necessarily i'm i'm giving up on on playing 11 v 11 either on yeah. the field but uh 
I love futsal. And I, and I think that, you know, if I commit myself to that, mm-hmm. um, I can really get the best out of myself. Um, What's up with Ryan? Isn't Ryan Ryan Russell playing for? Yeah, who's another old teammate yeah, yeah. of ours at Frost Anyway, he's playing for the isn't the U.S. national yeah. football team. Uh, I don't know about that. I know he's definitely playing with Sporty Maryland. Yeah, um, and they're 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 winning things. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. They're winning things, and I have like, like I, I played on BNC. Oh, um, and we were great. Nice. We were we were grappling with some great players at BNC, and um, I think they got like Jason Mayorga and mm-hmm. and Andres and. Uh, Alex, mm-hmm. Alex, who just finished playing at UNBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they got a couple of players playing over there too. Um, so I'm hoping I get into that, not necessarily that team, but you know, I'm kind of swamped right now with, mm-hmm. with what I got going on, but I'm definitely looking, you know, in the next six to eight months, think about, you know, training seriously again and, and trying to get on a football team and challenge myself because I miss it, you yeah. know? Um, I definitely could see, you know, I still got so much drive in me. Mm-hmm. You know, I can feel it just when I play pickup. Yeah. You know, well, you I, know um, World Class Premier also has a men's team, like a men's team, well, they're, oh. they're, they're right now, they're competing in the US Open Cup, actually. Oh, no way. And they have some top top players on that. So, you know, they got Levy, I don't know if you heard about Levy, he used to play for Philadelphia. Um, he was one of the first ones in this area to really get signed to a, a, a pro team, the MLS thing got signed to MLS about four or five years ago. Okay. You know, Daniel Ankra, uh, played at Loyola, top okay. baller. Um, Pat- Patrick uh, uh, Pato got, just got done oh, playing yeah, the yeah, UNBC yeah, I've heard too. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's on there. I mean, they have players upon Okay, players. I didn't know that. They're a really good team. They're winning. I mean, they. I remember last time they've lost a game, so they're really, really competing. That's dope. Trying to get a professional team out of this men's team, so I think maybe... Yeah, yeah, check, yeah, check, yeah check why not? Yeah, for too. sure. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. will. I will. Um, but, you know, with coaching... Um, you know, especially starting with, with World Class Premier, mm-hmm. um, I'm hoping this is the start of something big for me. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning, you know, I recognize what I feel like I can give back. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been big on watching soccer, um, breaking down, you know, training. And, you know, that just sounds exactly what, what a coach, you know, <laughs> is all about. And, 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 you know, and I can feel it now as I'm coaching, you know, uh, these U15 kids that I have. Yeah. You know, I can feel my energy level and how, like, talking about how something will make you better or mm-hmm. doing this is going to help you out this way. I, can, I get excited, you know, especially when you see a player starting to understand that and, um, and getting better mm-hmm. and listening to you and mm-hmm. doing it. Um, I, it's a very rewarding feeling. Um, and so, you know. Ultimately, the, the, the top, I, I can't say I've reached a goal coaching-wise, you mm-hmm. know, where I really, what I'm looking forward to and, you know, five, ten years from now, mm-hmm. what I want to aspire to be because um, I'm just kind of getting started. I'm getting my feet wet. Right. But, you know, I'm definitely going to come up with some goals soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that I plan on doing for a while, you know, way after I can, I can play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, hopefully, you know, Koku's been a great mentor so far. Yeah. Um, really appreciate him giving me this opportunity. Um, so I just want to take advantage of it. Yeah. Um, definitely plan on taking as much as I can. Even you, you know what I mean? You, yeah. you have a lot more of experience of a coach, mm-hmm. um, than I've got. So, you know, you're also somebody that I'm looking up to as well. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. So, you know, I'm just trying to soak in as much as I can. Um, definitely want to start taking some licenses soon, mm-hmm. um, making things more official. Mm-hmm. But that's that's what I'm looking forward to. That's awesome, and I'm I'm glad you're taking this path because also on my list for things to change the culture here to make this better. You know, we're talking about that big change, that thing that seems so huge, right? But I think those small small steps that could change it um, is one getting more coaches, getting more players that get done playing to come and coach and share their knowledge of the game. Remember, it just takes that one guy to tell you, hey man, when the right back has the ball, you need to be here instead of here. That changes how you see. 
the whole game. Right. Which could turn you from a, you know, two goal a game season or I mean two goal a a season uh, player to maybe like a 10, 15 goal a a season player, you know, getting more coaches to come out and play. Like I can tell you the amount of guys that I've seen that are tremendous players and have so much knowledge about the game, so much ability, so much things to give. And they get done playing. They don't realize that this is actually a a viable option. Something that you can one, sustain a living from, but two, have a huge impact on the community and also serves a purpose. You know, a lot of people think, you know, so, yeah, you know, coaching is not that, you know, um, one, I probably can't make a living off of it, which yeah. might be true to a certain extent, but I'm seeing it pick up over right. the last like five years, you know, uh, coaching is starting to be one of the big things, especially in this area. Um, and, uh, I also feel like, uh, a lot of people think like, you know, um, the status involved in being a coach, you know, cause yeah. you really got to start from the bottom, especially here. You got to start from the bottom and work your way up to the yeah. college ranks or whatever. But, um, I think the more people that we have that when you get done playing in college, you can come back and show the younger kids, yo, man, these are the things I did that were good. Yeah. These are the things that if I did more of or less of, I would have been here. You right. know what I mean? And I think those little things make a huge difference. So um, if there was any way that we can have some kind of a, an opportunity to let people know that guys like, you know, just cause you're done playing in college doesn't mean your impact on the soccer community isn't done. done right. You know what I mean? I think that'll serve a huge purpose in changing the culture here. So that's one of the things which I like to do. I would love to do on this podcast is broadcasted out here like guys there's yeah. so much more that we can do in making the usa maryland whatever it may be but this nation good at something right, you right. Know i mean because we're all like like you're an immigrant or son of an immigrant from utria where tech technical soccer is highly rated right. like i told you i'm from cameroon where soccer is really really big and i come over here with all this knowledge and all those little things all these guys that i'm telling you about koku yeah uh, levy they're all from different parts of the right. world and we're that generation where we come and we played here yeah. our parents didn't really know what it took to become a pro here. exactly they're more like go to school da 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 right so we kind of had to like you know be two different people and not <laughs> yeah really dude, that was a great way to say that. yeah yeah but now our generation now can flip that now we're the ones having kids now we're the ones that can influence this kids. Now we're the ones that can tell the kids, you know, right. you can still get your education, you can still do this, but if you want to get here, this is exactly the steps you need to go to. You know, so I think that's one of my biggest things that um that we could do as a community is try to give back to the to the younger ones when when we get done, you know, in For knowledge. Sure. Yeah, you know, and and you know the thing that comes with that is, you know, as much as we want people who have played to coach you know, we want good coaches, yeah. you know, if, if everybody who wanted to coach just coached, you know, there's no chance there's, there's not as high of a chance of, you know, them being successful coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I think if anything, I think there's some coaches who need to be more vetted more properly, you know, especially, especially, you know, those, those kids at a younger age, mm-hmm. if you look at a lot of them when they play for, for these teams, sometimes it'll be parents running teams, you know, cause they didn't, they're in, they're in a league, but they don't have, um, like they don't have uh, a coach right so the parents are out there and all all they're telling them to do is you know kick the ball score the goal, score the goal. and everything in the middle is missing missing or or players that that think scoring goals or coaches that think goals 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 winning right. is the right thing at a young age which i think is not i think it's not because it's a good thing because you're gonna get older and then you're not gonna win as much and you know what i mean and you missed out on what you were supposed to be doing when you exactly. thought you were scoring all those or goals or something as simple as you know a lot of teams don't teach building out the back right there's one just kick it to the fast guy up top because essentially when everybody's young you got that one kid with a big leg and kick it to a fast guy so right. you're gonna win games you're gonna score 
goals, but what's that doing for the development? Exactly, the exactly. You know, and I remember one time when we were playing at Frostburg, KB telling us, skip the midfield, just get to the floors, you know what I mean? I yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Wait, I mean, I'm no coach, but right, right. I don't think you should be doing it, you know what I mean? But hey, it is yeah. what it is. Man, that's that was the stuff that used to kill me. Yeah. You, just, you see the ball go, I'm not running. Right. I mean, no, no shade to KB, phenomenal right, coach. Right, right. I learned yeah, a lot yeah, from yeah. KB, learned a lot from the program. Bad love for KB. But I mean, KB. yeah, you know what I mean? Listen, let's, let's be real. There's certain things, I mean, everywhere you go, you're going to have the things you don't really agree with. Right. But that, to me, just didn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, um, but so one thing, so, so so let's tie this all up. You know, if you can have one big point um, overall in this conversation with have that you want the listeners to go away with, what do you think it'll be? Um, or two. <laughs> or two. I mean, yeah, I think soccer in this area is big. Yeah. Um, you know, not not just if you're if you're a player listening to this, but you know, if you're a parent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know, soccer soccer taught me a lot more than just soccer. You know, um, it taught me about adversity. You know, it taught me sure. discipline. You know, you you don't show up late to practice. You know, you don't complain when the coach tells you to get on the line. Yeah. Um, you know, especially you know, it, it's it's a team sport, mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily about yourself. Um, I feel like those are aspects that I've carried on into my life yeah um into my work life yeah uh you know if if you have you know a job if you've committed to something you know you you make sure you're committed Mm -hmm. um and so you know the biggest thing i would say is if people in this area you know soccer i'm i've I'm basically saying go play soccer. Go play soccer. <laughs> go play Yo, soccer. Like say no more. Like dude. footy is big. You know, I know I know like lacrosse isn't also like an up and coming like thing. Um, but you know, especially with like football and mm-hmm. people talking about all those uh, concussions and CT and all that, you know, mm-hmm. like soccer's soccer's where to be at. Right. Um, especially at a younger age, you know. Um, so I'll definitely preach playing. Um, for those who are already playing, you know, make sure you're training, make sure you touch it. And I can tell you 100% you don't reach the next level mm-hmm. um, without touching the ball every day, mm-hmm. um, without challenging yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, be humble, know where you're at, be honest with yourself. I think that's one of the biggest things um, some people struggle at um, in this sport. Really? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes people just don't recognize, you know, where what level they're at, where am I at in comparison to everybody else around me and how do I, you know, either get better or maintain where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a couple, a couple of those points that I just said, keep those in mind. Um, but hey, I mean, Montgomery soccer always been on top. Yeah, yeah we got some ballers here. Yeah, dude. Ballers. And I, I, I want to make sure we maintain it, man. I want to make sure we keep going. Right. You know, so. like there's nothing greater than playing good ball. Like yeah. when you, if you, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> you, like you play pickup and it's just ball. Like yeah. there's none of that stuff ball flying everywhere mm-hmm. and people shooting at the goal from the other side. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. small sided, four v four, five v five, six v six. We play hard. Yeah. We don't stop. Not you know, cool. yeah, because you know, even still, I got people that I'm playing with back from high school that we probably pick up every once in a while, right? And uh, we'll, we'll we'll place bets. You know, it'll be like we'll small side game four v four, five v five, six v six, whatever mm-hmm. our numbers are. Mm-hmm. You know, you choose another person on the team, you make a bet hey. for a burrito, yeah. And then you play, you, hey, hey man, you know I'll what's crazy? What? You, yeah. you'll, you'll be surprised how hard some guys will play. No, no, no. I was, I was about <laughs> to put a burrito you, hey, on the man, line. Call me up for one of those pickup games. I'm up for a, for a bet, man. I'm ready you know to play I mean? some competitive ball. It's really it's challenging. Yeah. You know, challenging yourself and playing every day. So I'm big on that. Okay. So hey, Nabai, I really appreciate you coming. It was great to be here, bro. And I'm glad we got the. 
talk soccer again like we used to do for sure on the couch back at 154 I know you know um, and um, my big takeaway from this episode is you know um, always have an end goal and make decisions according to where you want to get to in that end goal. And um, along the way, you know, be humble, but also enjoy where you're at. Right. And um, the biggest thing is once you get to where you're at, realize that there's always things you can give back, especially when we're talking about soccer. There's yeah. always stuff. So come back and give back to those little kids, to people that are growing up here that want to get to where you're going or even further. And I think with that mindset, little by surely, they say, you know, a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, that one little step, that one little move that you do could change the whole uh, history or future of soccer here in this country you know so um, yeah, everybody thank you guys for listening um, check out this episode check out Nabai on his IG check him out in his soccer games he's, I think he's going to be a phenomenal coach as he was a phenomenal player when I first met him at Frostburg and I think he's going to continue to do dope things in soccer and thank you, thank you know you. in this community so you know check him out and thank you guys for listening